Welcome back, everybody. Time for another look at the future transportation and what drives us. Welcome to Driven by Design, the only show that shows you the future of transportation. One conversation at a time with the man who can instantly about all of them, endlessly about all of them. Brian Thompson, former, uh, former. Uh, how many years are you with Nissan? Ten-year designer with uh, Nissan. Now I have my own consultancy, which is my name, Brian Thompson. Brian Thompson, B R Y A N Thompson. If anybody <laughs> wants to go look up yourself, I mean, you got the whole thing on Instagram. People want to look at that. You got lots of designs and stuff on there. Yeah. Oh gosh, I, that music. Every time I hear it, even though we just heard it a minute ago, I, I, I pull out all my signature dance moves. I can't help. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll have to do a show of that we'll show the, your signature dance moves next time you're in the oh, studio here. We'll capture them. Elaine Bennis meets Ellen. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of that's kind of yeah. ugly. That's kind of hard yeah, to watch. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, ugly is a good word. All right. Um, uh, anyway. <laughs> we are uh, doing our year-end review as we often do here at the station on all these shows. We spent the, this is a two-part episode for those who who want to uh, go back and look at the first one we we looked at the at the stories that uh, moved us last year and the things that died the things that left us the passenger car but don't feel bad it was reborn as a truck here uh, it's still a vehicle to move people around in and we talked about the death of over the last not just year but years of of uh of diversity of colors and how we went to this what do you call it grange grange Grey, grey. She's the color out on the Grange, gray. yeah. Gray and silver. It's just this <laughs> odd ugh, color that seems yeah. to be in one shade or another everywhere. It's either white, black, this. And we've gone back to the days of instead of endless choices, we've gone back to any color as long as it's black here. So those have been the the trends that the that I uh, will remember over the last year here as 2019 comes to an end. And what I look forward to is some of the stuff you were talking about, uh, hinting at. Let's talk about a couple of these things here. One is this uncanny valley. The country is headed. <laughs> we're not headed towards happy valley no. anymore here. We're no, headed no. towards uncanny. No, 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 no. That's not true. We want to stay out of the uncanny valley. Uncanny valley <laughs> is like it's like um, it's a very it's a very strange place. It's that place between something that's actually alive and human and something that's a, a, a an object that you yeah. imbue with a with a, a anthropomorphic sense. Here's a fancy and word that you won't often hear. It's a liminal space. A liminal space is a transitional space. It's neither up nor down. Like when you're up in a plane, you're not anywhere. When you're, well, it's purgatory. It's in between heaven and hell here. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you you can't stay there. It's a transitory transition space here. Yeah, and it and it has that name because it feels uncanny. So a good example of like like a uh, a vehicle that you would give a personality to, let's say like a Mazda Miata. Okay. Uh, that that's a car that you know I would say very few people could look at that car and not find some sort of sense of uh, uh, something to like about it. You know, like a Volkswagen Beetle, the original Beetle. Right? Yes. You know these these vehicles that are they become classics because they 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 have a sense of a soul and a spirit. And that was the one and I then, forgot. To, we didn't get to that one last. But just a quick shout out that that died last year too after how many years they retired that for a while here the the, the beetle Be- yeah the beetle's oh, gone she's just, I, I think she's just taking a break you I think mean, so Volkswagen. oh i mean I, what is Volkswagen without the beetle really <laughs> I, I, I can't believe it but they but they officially killed the car off like they did once yeah. before and the hope is it's Sometimes just gotta, taking a break yeah take it backstage so that people forget about it and miss it a while. Yeah, they need a but comeback tour I then. I, you it's, know, it's like, I don't know that it's like, it's like share with their farewell. I was going to say share on their 50 farewell tours here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
But um, the and you can imagine the beetle, a self-driving beetle. That'd be a beautiful, fascinating thing. But this uncanny valley idea. So you 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 have something that you accept, you you your heart warms to it, you love it, and then as more people get involved with developing and trying to give it an actual personality, that's where you get into the uncanny valley where you feel the strangeness, where it's not human, but it's not a static object, and it's somewhere strange in between. I would say like something like uh, some of the Tokyo show auto cars like blink at you and like talk to you. Yeah. That's uncanny valley. It feels creepy. Um, some of the original, some of the early uh, sci-fi movies that were trying to make humans. 2001 uh, Space High Day. Uh, well, no. I don't well, think you should do that, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, that's Al, the computer. Be, but I, I think we, but I'm, I'm really talking about visuals. Like mm. Dave didn't have a face. I'm talking no. about like what like CGI humans that don't feel alive, and you and there's but they're close enough where it tricks your mind, and you're like, wait a minute, something's off. Have you ever been like watching like one that does a really good job of it is like the Star Wars films that bring that are you know have um, brought back some cameos of of Carrie Fisher very quickly. Yeah, and, and they're believable. Uh, I know that she's did a lot of footage that they are using over and over again. But those moments where it's not exactly her, yeah. that approach is uncanny valley. When you're like, wait a minute, is that really her or is it a hologram? You know, that's uncanny valley. It's that moment where your mind goes. I don't think I believe this, and it's bothering. But aren't we driving full <laughs> speed into the uncanny valley? Holograms, um, talking vehicles, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, <laughs> things that talk to us. Think you were saying in the last thing. How about things that adapt, or uh, not just adapt to what you want? But to yeah. anticipate, oh my goodness! You say that so casually. The car is going to <laughs> anticipate what I want. Well, there's this sort of magic moment, right, that happens between when you leave your house and you get into your car. Okay, so there's this moment where if you have a house that's very, a smart house, right? Right. You are leaving that space and you're getting into an automobile, whether it's a new, like, whether it's a, a vehicle that you own or a shared vehicle. But there's this sort of magic moment of when you're not connected to the house and you're not connected to the vehicle. That's that sort of transitional space that's a golden moment to like, to, to create a moment of joy uh, that the vehicle anticipated your arrival. Now, there's a creepy way to do it, which is very like 1980s Blade Runner version of the future, <laughs> where it's like left left door is open. Please put on your seatbelt. Yeah, that's that just pisses people off. I think. Right, that pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. But there's another way to do it, which is a little simpler, which is more like the warmth feeling you get from, like, say, like a nice, like some of the stuff that uh, Bang and Olufsen was doing in the 70s, where you would just touch something and uh, a nice moment would happen and it would open up and it was a moment of delight and you didn't have it and you, all you had to do is just touch You're it. You're talking about Bang and Olufsen, the speaker company. the, the Yeah, the, Bang and Olufsen, the hi-fi stereo company. Right. I remember when I was a little boy, my mom uh, left my dad and uh, spent all the rent on a brand new Bang and Olufsen stereo because <laughs> she, she, was, she was a singer and she loved music so much and we moved into this little apartment together and she came home with this 1978 Bang and Olufsen stereo that filled our home with so much love and music and warmth and sound because the because and she was so brilliant to do this even though we didn't have money to eat she hmm. knew the sound would be so good from the technology that it would fill the home with a sense of love because wow. we love you know she was a singer and we would sing together i wasn't a good singer but she was but my point <laughs> is, is that that's the opposite of uncanny valley that's where technology is bringing in a sense of warmth and, and how about and tactile you, you've talked a lot about i'm not a tactile person i don't i don't uh, i don't think tactilely i don't think about touch and feeling and all that kind of stuff here i'm i'm more in in my 
head or, you know, that's why I can do radio or other things here. But having said that, you talked a lot about tactile design. You were given that golden voice, so good for you. That must be it. But, you know, I wasn't given the golden touch, that's for sure. And (laughs) and I can't draw, I can't do, I'm not not really good doing stuff with my hands. And so maybe I don't don't react to the touch and feel of things like, like others do. But I've seen now three or four times where you've gone off on the feel of something. We had an uh, electric uh-huh. skateboard in here. And you, first thing you're doing is rubbing your hands over it. You talked about oh, one yeah. of the designer uh, execs you worked for, was it at Nissan or somewhere? And he would, I still can't believe this one, he would pull his <laughs> pants down and put his butt cheeks yeah, on, on the, the vehicle. For sure, that's the most sensitive part of your body. If you want to feel a surface, try feeling with your butt. Then you can feel every flaw way more than your hand. I never that's feel bad. any surface. I don't. I don't react to surface. But but as you say that banging all of a sudden and things like that, there was a tactile joy of touching it, of of watching it glow or turn on or close or something. Create more so- sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> there's a couple parts of, of tactile feel. There's there's a, there's an element of design called haptic feedback. Haptic. Haptic, haptic means the feedback you get in your finger or your hands from touching something that makes you feel something physical. So <clears throat> I know an example of haptic feedback would be uh, electrical impulses from a touch screen that make you have the sense that it's fabric when you touch it. What? Yeah, what? Really break down, what? What? Wait, 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 wait. I can touch something and 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 that somehow sends me a, an electrical impulse that tricks <laughs> me into saying that's fabric? Well, yeah, so think about what touch is. So touch is just electrical impulses from your finger to your brain. Okay. Telling you I hadn't thought about that, but I, and, all right. And if you create enough of those, if you can replicate those electrical impulses. You can actual, fake it. You can make the sense. It's just, it's like creating a, a flavor uh, out of out of chemical. You know, if you create the right chemicals, you can pretty, pretty you know, not perfectly, but you can create sure. a, an artificial flavor. So it, that's the kind of idea of what haptic feedback is, is that you, when you, when you interact with it, you have some sort of, feeling uh, a very low you know like a low fidelity example of haptic feedback is is you know like apple not low fidelity i mean it's pretty high tech but like apple's like deep touch on their phone when you push harder you get more feedback um jobs was all about i've seen so many times he talked about the feel of the product nobody else cared how a phone mm-hmm. felt but he did yeah well i was i worked on a project uh for an independent startup car company where Steve Jobs was on the the board uh, and we and every now and then we would have design reviews with him uh, at his house wow. vehicle now wow. I I know I I remember when these would happen I I would be like is this really happening like, I'm <laughs> is he a hologram or is this the real guy here yeah right, right. right. is it the real one I, it, did, it didn't seem real but he always he would i remember he really changed the way i designed automotive interiors because he said allow the materials to be honest and i never forget him saying that because we had we had this really beautiful entry-level car uh with a lot of pattern and texture and he said you know plastic doesn't need to pretend that it's leather Mm. Plastic is like the whore, most hoard out material where it pretends that it's, you know, got a, it's got some sort of grain that's yes. another thing. Right. Whether it's like, you know. It's wood. It's, it's leather. It's something. Right. They would always make it by giving it right. some texture or feel to it. And then we're supposed to believe that it's really, that's a wood panel and it's not. And when it does that, because it's it's sort of you sort of know it's not leather. I mean, we're pretty good at like trick, trick yeah. faking it now. Right. But. What I, the point of what he was saying, which I thought was so beautiful, and it totally changed the way I designed that interior and other ones since, is that he said, um, if you allow the material 
to celebrate itself, you elevate the feeling of quality. So allow plastic just to be plastic with no texture. Quality plastic. Ooh, that's quality plastic. That's real authentic plastic. Yeah. And so, you know, certain, you know, and I think about the way he ran Apple and, you know, the aesthetic that then, you know, Tim Cook inherited and, and it works so well with is that the materials are very honest. The, you know, the aluminum is aluminum, glass is glass. They, they tell you what they are by the way they present themselves to you. They don't try to be like, I don't think you'll ever see an Apple product that's faking some sort of texture of, of leather on, on no. plastic, right? So, no. so, and I really, I loved that, you know, I, I guess to sort of tie it back into, uh, you know, tactile senses, um, you, you can really have an experience of a quality, wonderful uh, interior or something that feels very cheap with the same materials all by how you treat them. So Treat them uh, how? You, know, and, and, you mean in terms of the... The, the the color the shape I guess all of those things the 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 feel color, of it shape the texture yeah how you you know what is the so it's the same goop it's the same plastic goop that uh, we've molded into something <laughs> but the yeah. way we mold it and 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 if we're trying to have it mimic something or be what it is you're saying makes yeah, the difference I think because there's you know there's different derivatives stuff that we can get into like you know what 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 does a plastic feel like but I think the the, the key takeaway that I certainly I don't know I've always had it feel like something else I thought plastic has to mimic plastic is by right. definition a the whole in our society it's plastic it's fake it's phony it's not real yeah and and, and so a lot and, you know and, and on the flip side you know um you know, we always associate leather with a luxury seat. Oh. But if you, but by the, you know, something funny about leather is that by the time that, a, that an animal hide becomes an automotive seat, the amount of actual skin that <laughs> remains that has, that isn't. Not much DNA by, left in there anymore. Huh? <laughs> it's like, it's like a couple millimeters because they have to be able to call it leather, but it's coated in so many other materials that it's really just buried in there. And what you're actually touching isn't the leather at all. It's just way deep in there. But there is a tiny, tiny, tiny but bit you, of leather. But I got to circle yeah. back to what you said. I can't let this one slide. <laughs> okay. You're saying that I could, you could embed an electrical property into it yeah. so that when I touch whatever that material is, it would trick my finger into thinking it's something else. Yeah, so they, they have to feedback is that. It's, it's so that you get some sort of feedback, whether it's the phone vibrating in your hand to tell you you're getting a call, or if you're grabbing a door handle, it sort of, you know, it, it, it comes back out to, to meet you uh, and then has some sort of feeling. But yes, you could, you, you know, that is, if you break down what senses are, then they're really electrical impulses, and if you can create those electrical impulses, you can you can also go uh, into flavors with that. If you really break down what flavors are, it's just your taste buds activating right. that taste certain uh, things, like you know whether it's you know saltiness or, or acidicness or sweetness. You could theoretically, I don't think we're here yet, but you could theoretically have a phone that you could lick, and it would taste, it would have a flavor. <laughs> oh my god. But I don't know that we're. I don't. I haven't. And I would think it, and I, and it would trick me to think it's the texture of ice cream, and it's soft and melty or something here. <laughs> but never ending up and cold and everything else. All right, so yeah. so maybe one of the things as we look, this shows all about predicting the future. Um, yeah. are, are we heading into the uncanny valley where haptic uh, impulses are manufactured and we're tricked into feeling and and, and touching and smelling that the mere touch of it. Uh, it, it has. Uh, I guess we're trying to turn this into a sensory experience, where the car has a smell well, to think it, about it this way. a touch think to it, a sound to it. It's all. It's all in the people who do the job, right? So it's yeah, all up to the people you guys. who do the designing, right? So, so at the end of the day, it's who's 
doing the work and how well they do it. One of the most beautiful things, I like to think about it this way. So there, my mentor was Tom Matano, who created the Mazda Miata. He ran Mazda for me. He has many yep. Mazda designs for me. Go listen to his fascinating so, interview here on this show earlier, right? Yeah, earlier this year we interviewed him, and he is just hes a beautiful soul uh, and a very humble man. Oh, he's like he's he like Mr. Miyagi from uh, uh, the Karate Kid, you know, you know wax on, wax like off, a, yeah. He's like the adult Baby Yoda. Because yeah. kind of like a kid. He's like, yeah. he's like Yoda, but the Baby Yoda, but he's still got the wisdom. Yes. Um, so the, <laughs> one of the things that he, so if you look at his vehicles, they're very humble, right? There's nothing flashy. Some of them don't even have a single line on them. They're just shape. But they always make you feel something. And one of the things he, he always said to me is that if we as the designers are given a little piece of the future to create, Make it a happy one. Yeah. Don't make an apocalyptic one. Because yeah. a lot of people imagine the future very negatively, right? But that's that's the energy you're putting into the universe then, that you want to have that. Okay, so make, so let's so, talk about that because you're onto something here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. preface it by saying two things, and then I'm giving an example of this. All right, it's often been said that car designs mimic the times that they're made in. In the last show, no, you referenced the most famous one of all was the late 50s, early 60s, the space race, the space age, the Jetsons. And all, that's when we had Virgil Exner doing the giant fins. And we had the, you know, they all look like rocket ships. And, and then they got really wacky. Yeah. yeah. One of the most beautiful cars in the 50s was the 57 Plymouth. My God, that was a beautiful oh, car. Love that car. Oh. Love that car. I, have a, I own a 56 Plymouth. That's my... Oh, well. Uh, yeah, the yeah, early, not quite as extreme as that one, but yes, yeah. the 57. So that was an extreme example of reflections of the times. We are in, I would argue, very uncertain. We are in, again, to use that term, liminal. We're in some sort of transition between <laughs> what was and what will be. I don't know I don't know where we're going, but we can't Life stay where we're at. Yeah. yeah, so you think about, so to extrapolate that, so uh, you think about, okay, so transition from the 50s to the 80s. The 80s were very, uh, obviously we had the Cold War going on, but it was also a very forward-looking time, you know, right. um, looking to the future. And so cars were very much inspired by, like, spaceships, you know, tall greenhouses with big glass, like the Honda Civic wagons or the Toyota Tercel yeah. drive wagon. Biospheres, you know, right. Yeah, right. Really, lots of glass, lots of, you know, the belt line was down by your by your belt, you know, right. uh, and it, and it, you were sort of exposed in the interior. The interior is filled with light. A lot of a lot of these cars were the cars that made me want to become a car designer hmm. because it was the first time I saw cars with a lot of like light and tall graphics. Hmm. So, fast forward to uh, the, the current time, I would say like you know mid two thousand. It's a very it, it is a, kind of a scary time. And if you look at the cars, it feels a little apocalyptic to many people on the left or the right or even in the middle. It seems a little chaotic. We're certainly at each other's throat politically. It seems like we're in transition from uh, uh, industrial to a post-industrial society. And all these things, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, anxiety is up. Uh, post-traumatic stress is up. Everybody's anxious and nervous. How does that translate into a car? And you do. You see, you see cars look angry. And greenhouses, greenhouses, the part that the person sits in where you can see them through the, the windows, right. that gets very small, right? So if you go 80s were big, now it's very tiny. It's like a cave in there. You're very protected. You Blacked know, out. No matter if you're protected, driving, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, some sort of, sort of, sort of you know, BMW uh, electric uh, uh, um, sports car or a Maserati or a Honda uh, I'm sorry, sorry, some sort of, you know, minivan, They're, they have very aggressive, angry faces. It's almost like, I'm going to get my groceries faster than you, yeah, you know, right. and I'm going to get enough. But I I would predict that that 
is coming to an end just by the work that I see. You know, I can never give away no. secrets of what I'm working on, but I can say the sensibility of what I see happening that's seven to ten years out. It, so it's not going to look like um, uh, Mad Max where we have protruding spears and we're uh, giant blades and we're, it, it, they become, you know, war know. wagons. Have and you stuff. seen the Tesla truck? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the one I was going to bring up because that's the most – that looks like a card uh, uh, from a movie. That does not look like well, a car that anybody would make or buy, right, so. and yet maybe that's why it's caught such attention. For those who haven't seen it, this is the end. We're at, we're at that liminal point, that transition between 2019 to 2020, and along comes this Tesla truck that looks like this very angular, Mad Max-looking kind of monstrous vehicle, and they're selling it as this monster that's going to drag around all the other poor trucks on the block here. Literally. <laughs> so, so let me clarify. So, I, I, of course, I can't see what everybody's working on. I can see what I'm working on. Right. I can see what the people I work with are working on. And I do see a sensibility of things that are a little more confident and happy. Now, when I see something like that Tesla truck, I also love that because I, I well, it's I, a I'm statement. Sure. It's, it's something bold. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, but not even that. Like, well, <laughs> okay, that it wasn't. It was. It, yes, I don't mean to, not that. I mean yes and. Like in the sense that, it, I can tell it wasn't. It's not resolved by an automotive designer. Like it, there's oh. an automotive designer that did like that does a, a car. Wasn't involved in the in the decisions and the surface transitions and the. And the Why? Because there's something missing. Finish. It's not finished. It's too rough edged yeah, or something. It has so many it has so many awkward views that I can just tell it's not done yet and it, and it hasn't been. It's just like a, it's like an unbaked cake. It's like you you know dip in and it's like you know it's still batter. However, at the same time, what I love it for is exactly what you're saying that it's so bold and it's so um, sort of in your face that it, it, it has everybody talking. And I, what I, whenever people start talking, that, and, and especially when they hate it, yes. that's when I listen and I go, okay, that's, the, a shift is happening. Yes. Something is changing. Something is out of the norm of what we are, what we are accepting as aesthetically pleasing or aesthetically normal. And, people, and typically when that happens, people will get up in arms, they'll get furious about it, you know, look right. at the new Mustang uh, electric crossover, right? I mean, people are so upset about it, right? Yeah. But what that tells me is that there's a shift happening. Yes. So I try not to, I try to hold back. And, and you know, uh, not to get too philosophical here, but I was trained in the arts. I was trained not in drawing, but in music and in literature and stuff. And you see various times in music in particular when they would come out with, I think it was like Ravel or some of these other, no, not Ravel, but some of these others that would come out with this music that was just so different than anybody had done symphonic. And people screamed at it, hated it. Oh, my goodness, threw stuff at it, ugly, you know. <laughs> but this is not music. This is noise and all this other stuff. Same with art, you oh know, when the Picasso and all these things. Oh, that's not even art. They, and, and, and that's exactly when you know something. Comedians, when Lenny Bruce came out and started cursing yeah. and swearing, when uh, Richard Pryor started doing all the stuff he was doing, People were angry. They were pissed off. Oh, my God, this isn't comedy anymore. Uh, Hip-hop music for me. That's not music anymore here, you know. Or, you know, I remember when I was a little kid, um, I was so, I was kind of frightened by heavy metal. Yeah, Because it, right. seemed, it seemed menacing to me. These Evil, like, angry, you know, yeah. But when I listen to it now, 20, 30 years after, <laughs> it's like radio jingles. It's, it's so benign. The songs were so, they're like bubblegum. Yeah, right? exactly. But I remember being like, Oh, you know, you know, D. Schneider from Twisted Sister, he's demonic. You know, scared of him. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he was he at least was like wearing like crazy drag makeup. Yeah, that's right. You know, like Iron Maiden stuff. They were scary. But now when I listen to it, so it's all but your. So I think that and and those lessons I learned from that as a as a designer who works and tries to push the edge all the time. It's that when when I when I see people reacting that way, I know a shift is happening. And so I try to you know there. It's sort of like whenever people give me an opinion about a design, I always try to remind them. Okay, so like it or don't like it isn't the same as critical analysis, right? So, like, everybody can say, I don't like something. Yeah. That doesn't really, who cares? Who right. are you? Who am I to say I don't like something? We're just people with an opinion. Everybody has one. But when you really break it down, that's why I say, like, the Tesla truck, I don't like it or not like it. I like that it exists because it's a statement. But critically, it's not finished. It's mm. unresolved. But it's isn't not, it's not? But I would argue that is exactly who we are as a society right now. It's unresolved what's oh, going to happen politically. It's unresolved what's going to happen oh, economically. It's unresolved uh, what's going to happen demographically. You know, all yeah. these who, who, who uh, all these groups are fighting for what it will be, and we don't know yeah. how. The, 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 it's not written yet. We don't know. They're fighting this yeah. culture I war. Mean, yes, I agree. But also, you know, like, and, you know, who knows, maybe... You Economic know, maybe, war, yeah. All, not just culture, but we're in this transitional phase, and we, so we, as a society, feel unresolved right now. Why not have an unresolved truck, a design? Perfect. <laughs> sure. Why not? I mean, uh, you know, maybe what we're looking at is something uh, of an aesthetic that we, that we will normalize in the future. Uh, you know, the same way that, like, if you took somebody from the 1950s and brought them, let's just say you took somebody from 1952 and showed them a 1986 Nissan Stanza, you know, that would have looked like eight, some, it would have looked like something out of this world. Yes. But in, in 1986, that was the cutting edge, you know, it was, it was inspired by computer design, which was very rudimentary at the time. It was blocky. It looked new, you know, or, uh, and so we may, just not be ready for this aesthetic that may be something that and you know normal. what i applaud about it and and at the same time fear about the truck both i love what you said about it not being uh, it's we, not resolved we're in an unresolved time we're in an unresolved world right we don't know what thought about it that way we are we don't know which way is, is who's going to win and how this how this uh, battle is going to turn out culturally economically um, on and on and on, men versus women. Every group is where it's to be to be determined here. So why not have an unresolved thing? And what I like and at the same time hate about the truck is that, and that's why it's probably good because I love it and I like it and hate it. I like it because it's so. I like it because it's not a blob anymore. You guys have been designing these 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 amorphous shapes without any lines to them anymore. And this has nothing but lines, maybe too many lines to it. Uh, and at well, the same time, though, I don't... The lines look menacing to me. Lines, uh, their boundaries, barriers, shapes, angles, all that somehow seems weaponized to me. I don't know. Well, it's definitely done its job. It's definitely gotten people talking about it, and that's, yeah. I think that's what they wanted. Could we ever get? Could we ever find out who designed that and get them on the show? That'd be fascinating. I think what they were thinking. I mean, uh, Franz von Holthausen leads Tesla Design. I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know enough about the projects to know if if he had a hand in. I know that he was the one that threw the baseball into the glass that broke the glass. <laughs> yeah, right. That was. Right. <laughs> But, but you know, he's the same guy that did all those beautiful Teslas and stuff. So he, you know, he must have had something to do with it. Who knows? Well, well, let's reach out to them. That's that's my challenge to you in 2020. Let's get some of these <laughs> these uh, people who are smashing glass and smashing images on the show here because I think there is something there. I agree with you. I, I never thought about it. when you're angry. 
that means when you don't care, then nothing's changing. But when something angers you, that means a transition is taking place because you're Absolutely. reacting against You only get angry because the familiar is going away, and most people exactly. don't like yeah. the familiar going away. So, well, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. we have to go away because we've run out of time again here. We didn't even begin to touch so many issues yet to be determined uh, as we talk about cars that not only adapt to you but anticipate what you will need next. I, I can't wrap my head around that one here. And as we drive into the uncanny valley, that that uncomfortable in-between space where we go down into the chasm that's supposed to separate us from them, the uh, the humans versus the machines, as, that, as they get closer to us, how will we react to that? Will we just be creeped out or will we be appalled or will we fight back? Rage, Hopefully. rage against the machine, isn't that the band? Right, rage against the machine. I, I certainly hope that we, you know, I, the way I personally try to design is always the simplest solution that doesn't overthink it. Yeah. And I think if you do that, you keep it from getting too weird, you know. <laughs> and is there an alternative between I, I call them the blobs, but you must have another name for it, these kind of amorphous shapes where every edge is taken off, and it's just kind of all just one big smooth bubble or something here. And, and yet the bubble, is, it isn't a perfect bubble, but the, it's all this mm-hmm. that shape, to, as opposed to what Cadillac was doing and some others, the diamond shape, the very uh, edgy, real hard lines and what the Cybertruck is, yeah. Yeah, well, there's you know, there's always polar trends, right? There's always polar trends. Where forever, every bubble, there's also, you know, there's also, uh, you know, a box, right? right? So, you know, while the bubbles are being developed, so the Nissan Cube or the Scions were coming out, right? So, you know, or the Honda Elements, right? Those are all doing it, going at the same time. And is there door number three? Is there another thing I'm not thinking of? Or am I just looking at a two-dimensional world here, black and white, up or down, <laughs> angle or no angle? Is there another choice here? I, you, I don't know. I never thought about that. I, I think you'll see a lot more creativity in the future. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, a lot more things. You know, the, the the you know, imagine the unimaginable. That's 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 where we are. What I'm trying to do here. All right. Well, you think it's you're you're predicting happier. You're predicting less menacing, and you're predicting. Um, Trans, but but at the same time recognizing we're in a transitional unfinished time here that's it's to be determined so we encourage and, and one thing I'll say yes. in closing the yeah. one thing I've learned in 20 years in car design we we never there's always a surprise it's never <laughs> it is it's, it's always you know you but you design the cube for millennials and it's and it's boomers that buy it because they like the way the seat feels in their butt yeah like right, it, right. It, it, that's the beauty of the job it's always a surprise so who knows <laughs> Who knows? We. Uh, I'll give you another example. I, a couple of years years ago, on one of the first companies that was doing uh, uh, electric uh, skateboard, not skateboard, but kind of these electric scooters. You know, yeah, sort of like a, a, a what do you sort of like a skateboard that you stand on and what do you? I can't think of what they call, but like razors and it's stuff. Like, electric skateboard. Yeah. yeah, and so there was called called blades, and they were big, and they were everywhere, and they assumed it was for uh, teenagers. <laughs> And that when the data came in, there wasn't a teenager in the world, but he caught dead on one of these things. Teenager wanted a, a real vehicle, not a little you know thing that scooted around. It was kids who couldn't go any faster, and it was old people who didn't want to go any faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never. You, you, it was seniors and kids. Their target target audience was blades and cutting edge and teenagers. Yeah. No teenager bought it. Instead, it was ten year olds and sixty year olds. 
you know, so there, there, there's always a surprise. I mean, otherwise it would, and if there wasn't, it would be a boring job. <laughs> well, and it would be a boring show if we didn't surprise people each and every week. Uh, how do they get in touch with you? How do they find you if they want to be surprised? Oh, well, my work is always on at uh, Brian Thompson Design, which is my name, B-R-Y-A and Thompson Design. And then uh, on all social media, I'm at Brian S. Thompson. S is for Scott. Brian S. Thompson on all the handle, all the all the platforms. S is for see what he's going to do next. Yeah, I hope hope I get to, too. <laughs> all, right. all right, thanks so much. Well, I hope they'll tune in, and we're going we're gonna to hold you to it. A year from now, we're going to come back and look at some of these predictions and say, did we get happier? Did we get meaner? Did we get softer? Most did we get... Seven to ten, 10 to 20 years out. So, I don't so know you already know. Gonna... You, it's like you you know what the future is because you're designing it today. I always, I always say being a car designer is living in the future, looking back on the present as if it's the past because everything that's brand new is something <laughs> you worked on half a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm awesome. like, that, that car was three boyfriends ago. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, no, that. Thing is ancient history. <laughs> All right. All right, Brian Thompson, we look forward to what uh, what's going to drive us and, and whatever little vision you can give us into the future, a wise one here. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody, and thanks for listening. I can't wait to see where the show goes for next year. And thank you so much, Paul. You've been listening to Driven by Design, the one show that takes you where nowhere, no one else will. Into the future of automotive design, one conversation at a time. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.